I've been just called the AI hater, which I'm not, but that means that I'm the one who is doing the intro for this episode. We're basically talking about AI year after it became super popular all over the world. We're going to touch upon the topic of ChatGPT and other AI tools, some of which I just recently heard about. Yasmin has quite a few more of them, probably that he wants to discuss, and a couple of new projects that recently we became aware of. So with that being said, this is That IT Show Podcast. Let's roll the intro and start chatting. Okay, Mr. AI, what's up? Don't call me Mr. AI, please. Why not? You love AI. Mm, no, I love the results of AI. And I still think that the AI is one of those things that we needed. And the reason why we needed it, because uh, we needed a new technology that is going to completely um, disrupt everything that we know of, no, no, and everything that has been done uh, up so far. It's been a year. It's been a year that has been extremely complicated when it comes to AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to start with a conclusion and my conclusion is going to be that uh, ai as was introduced and as was mentioned as uh, all earth shattering all the everything is going to change technology mm-hmm. basically didn't materialize i agree uh, what happened is that we have uh, okay microsoft just uh, created copilot uh, everything they are right now pushing for copilot into into, there is a copilot app in android uh, app store i didn't have the time to uh, see what is it all about but i see no reason why it is there Mm -hmm. Um, uh, there is a copilot plugin for every conceivable and almost all of the inconceivable uh, applications in microsoft Mm -hmm. Uh, and the main thing is that the uh, people are still not ready to buy into AI. So I don't see a lot of people buying or paying for AI functions in the different different pieces of software. And on the other and on the other hand, I, I see that uh, a lot of people are marketing software as being done by AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is that what we need to check what we need to sort and what we need to uh, talk about is uh, uh, the basic um, I hate I hate the uh, I hate the uh, even mentioning the idea of uh, garden quadrant but uh, we need to take uh, take uh, execution and all the other stuff that the garden does and I think that we should be creating our own quadrant or let's call it the Pentagon, uh, no. out of uh, out of what AI uh, was supposed to be uh, doing, what the AI is doing right now, mm-hmm. and where we are in the inevitable, uh, I'm going to call it evolution of AI. Okay. Because a- AI started being a revolution, and then suddenly just became a thing. It just became a side thing that uh, was just a tagline, a prefix to everything that was done before. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember our first episode that we did about ChatGPT. Coincidentally, it was one of our longest episodes, and we made a couple of subsequent ones as well. Uh, for example, utilizing it for writing CVs and whatnot. Uh, and I've been sort of, let's say, having a hibernation in terms of using ChatGPT for the past seven eight months haven't used it almost like i almost haven't used it at all i've asked for certain things from that tool just to kind of see where it's at i've noticed that it gives uh, the same quality of responses which we discussed in our uh, previous episodes so i wasn't all that sold on it from the beginning uh, because for my 
let's say, vision of reality, it's way too imprecise in many of the things that are of interest to both you and me. Therefore, I was ready to use it kind of like as a side tool to do some things, but not a lot of things that are that require a certain level of, let's say, responsibility. Uh, and you just cannot take it for granted that that still stands today, yeah, even more so than I'm, before. I'm going to go with you completely on this, on this and, but uh, I am also going to add one more thing. Mm-hmm. And this is that I actually don't care, and I never cared uh, for the... AI, specifically ChatGPT, mm-hmm. to become a primary tool of everything. Uh, the idea of AI, as I understood it, mm-hmm. was to just to try to compile all the information that was available to, on the internet. And uh, this compilation is error-prone. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there are problems. Uh, the problems are more or less solvable as soon as you realize what you need to do. So you need to check on what the AI is doing. Um, from when we started to this date, I noticed a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, ChatGPT has become uh, much more, I would call it vague. Uh, it's much uh, less inclined to give you precise answers. So for example, in the first uh, episode, when we were doing the AI, I was using the AI to locate a certain type of uh, laptop that has a, that had KVM on it. When I was trying to do it a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was uh, trying to generically point me into the direction of small laptops, mm-hmm. but I couldn't make it to um, uh, mention any model of any laptop by name. Mm-hmm. So uh, I see that what they had, what they done is they tried to generalize the information that the AI is giving you. This is one of the things. Okay. Uh, another thing is that uh, right now there is, I don't know how many models available on, on the market. ChatGPT has at least three of those uh, running right now. Mm-hmm. 3.5, 3.5 fast and four. Uh, four is, uh, pay, uh, you have to pay for it. They have a cute uh, couple of applications, which uh, Delhi or the um, image generation tool is available as a, also as a part of the ChatGPT. Need, need to talk about that one as well. Yes, it's it's neat. It's it's funny. It's neat. Uh, they created a sub tool that is used to create uh, coloring books for children. I don't know where they came up with the idea of uh, such a niche thing, but. Apparently, uh, there is a lot of children among IT guys, so uh, they like coloring books. Uh, ChatGPT got plugins. Uh, Those plugins are uh, ranging from immensely useful to uh, completely terrible. Okay. And this is for the ChatGPT. ChatGPT created its own market, Mm -hmm. created its own problems, Mm -hmm. had a huge, 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 huge... um, uh, let's call it an affair or however they want to call it uh, when they uh, basically uh, got rid of their uh, chairman mm-hmm. and then created a storm in a, a storm in a teacup and then uh, got the chairman back in what what was it seven days or six days uh, please don't time don't want to talk about Mexican soap yeah so this is this this is the thing but uh, ChatGPT is probably the most linear of, all, of them all. Uh, Google came to the market with the Bard. Mm-hmm. Bard is, I would call it, one generation behind ChatGPT. Okay. If not two. Uh, of course, there is Bing. Uh, Bing AI is, I think, what it did, it completely broke the experience of using the uh, internet. Okay. And the only thing that I like about Bing is that if you are in a hurry and you don't have uh, access to the ChatGPT, you can, uh, by uh, using some prompts, you can just uh, trick Bing to answer as ChatGPT, so to assume the other persona and just do the things for you. So, for example, you can make a Bing a program for you, you can make Bing uh, create the CSV files for you and so on and so on. So not do uh, the task that is designed for. And then there are others. Mm-hmm. 
And by others, I mean enormous amount of uh, chat uh, GPT-based bots that are using API and then creating immense, uh, immensely funny things. Uh, I sent you a couple of uh, music uh, uh, songs today, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to st leave it at this. I'm not going to put them in the description. Don't, because I will describe them. <laughs> yes. So you heard the songs? Yes, I did, all three of them. Which, which style did you like? I created a song in the Western style, hyperpop style, and the prog rock style. Yeah, prog rock style. Uh, all three suck. Yes. By no mistake of your own, of course, because you just used an AI tool to tell it what it needs to do. It is... In, in one sentence? Yeah, and um, the, the prog one was kind of interesting because it should have had the beat of the western one while it didn't and the rhythm and the different uh, uh, divisions of, uh, of and subdivisions of whatnot so it was a very uh, it, I wouldn't call it a mixed experience I would just call it a drunken experience that's that's the, the, the best description that I can come up with especially having in mind as you know that uh, today I had rehearsal with my guys and we tend to play around a lot of prog-based stuff and you kind of polluted my brain with that BS before it, right before it actually, which for which I congratulate did, you because you did your deed. Did you play, did you play the song for them? No, I'm not that, I'm not that vague or egotistical because you, you made a, a AI tool create a song about me. I don't want to have a song about myself ever. But uh, the thing is that the thing is that uh, this AI tool, and I need to make sure I don't remember how was it called. Please just give don't. Me a second. No, 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 I'm not going to link it to it. I just want to remember how it's called. Suno. Yes. So, uh, this is one of those applications that is probably uh, a poster child of one, what is happening right now in AI. Okay. So it's a half-baked solution okay. to something that didn't need to be sold. Mm -hmm. um, and I honestly think that the idea behind those guys is that they are trying to create something that's going to be barely working. So as you said, drunk, uh, drunk uh, song making mm -hmm. in order to try to get some uh, venture capitalist uh, to uh, invest some money into it. Yeah. Because... Because it's a, it's a, I would call it the part of least resistance. Yeah. It doesn't make too much sense. It creates something. It's not that it didn't create anything, mm -hmm. but the result is awful. And uh, this is more or less 90% of the AI market right now. Can I uh, interject with uh, uh, another bad and another good example, or maybe two? Generally speaking, I agree with you. There are tools that you obviously haven't tried, just like I haven't, so it's normal. But a couple of weeks ago, I was forced to find some kind of a tool that is going to make certain bits and pieces of our recent program a little bit less blurry. Okay. We talked about that extensively, uh, let's say two weeks ago or so. So you actually searched for a particular uh, defined tool that you need yes and i spent actually a couple of days a uh, couple of hours per day trying to find some tool like that and topaz ai was one of the uh, one of the recommended ones tried it it didn't make all that much difference as i was hoping and it didn't make any sense to me based on the demo that i did to spend don't quote me on this i think it was something like 250 dollars to pay for the license so that's not necessarily the best example, although I'm sure I've seen demos of that tool that are way better than what I was able to come up with. So that's let's let's put it in the category of a bad example at least right now. Uh, after that, I played a lot with some of the new AI tools that have been brought into uh, the Adobe CS tools and uh, DaVinci. For example, the transcribing tools for you know creating closed captions and whatnot. Those are very good. Just as an example, I mean you have to you know you know command something when it's worth to say something good about it. So those tools work very well. 
And actually, I'm in the process of completely switching the, the platform that I'm using for uh, my multimedia editing to either one of those tools. I have licenses for, for both. I'm just going through the beta testing phase to see which one suits my hour, basically, needs most. And I'm much more familiar with DaVinci at this point. been using it for a year and a half or two years on and off. And some of the things that it does, they are slow compared to stuff that, uh, for example, Premiere can do. I'm stating that out loud. Uh, but uh, they are much easier to do than, than in Premiere. That, that being said, we recently had the conference. If you remember where I had to do, do those video clips for intro, outro, yes. coffee, whatnot, for those things, the CS uh, utilities are completely replaceable especially when I uh, needed to export them as, you know, certain types, ProRes, whatnot, with media encoder that works perfectly. So for me, it actually makes sense to have both of these, both of these products up and running. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to have a situation in which one of them kind of like, you know, takes clear advantage and then I just use one of them. So well, I'm just stating this because you, you mentioned the music tool, so... Uh, in line with multi, the idea of multimedia, let's say that these two tools are making actually good progress in terms of implementing AI tools as a part of the workflow. Yes, but I think I think that the main point that you are uh, trying to make but not making right now is that uh, almost all of the things that you said are completely normal when it comes to commercial software. Hmm? So, for example, when you are dealing with, I don't know, Adobe, uh, love it or hate it, but they have a huge number of plugins. Mm -hmm. Usually when you're digging, uh, dealing with Adobe plugins or uh, plugins for any major commercial software, mm -hmm. you're going to get much uh, higher quality uh, plugins that you uh, can even think of. Mm -hmm. Remember, it was what twenty years ago when uh, when uh, Photoshop introduced the magic wand, and uh, the idea of you being able to regenerate part of the image and stretch the image and so on and so mm -hmm. on. So, when it comes to things like this, AI is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a tool, but it requires two things. First, it requires to be able to. Uh, uh, it needs to be uh, backed up by a huge company because the amount of uh, development needed to create a coherent tool mm -hmm. is something that is um, problematic. And the other thing is that uh, this company also needs to create um, a usage case scenario that you are not going to be uh, end up being robbed by, uh, by the company. Mm -hmm. uh, because the most of the companies that I have seen and most of the things that I have seen on the, on, on the market, mm -hmm. basically they overpromise and they expect you to pay huge amounts of money mm -hmm. because the uh, price of the ChatGPT API is uh, large. Mm -hmm. And they need to use ChatGPT's AI. And the thing is that since they didn't do the, enough research and they didn't do enough uh, development, they are uh, unoptimized in using APIs. So they're wasting a lot of uh, ChatGPT time. So this makes their product extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. So... It comes down to the AI as, it's, uh, as it is, is a good tool. But right now we are dealing with mediocre to uh, bad programmers using it to try to uh, create uh, short-term solutions to problems that don't exist. Solution without a problem yet again. Yes, and this, this is one of those things because they just say, okay, I'm going to implement AI into cable management. <laughs> Why? Thank you for that. I remember the pictures. That's awesome. Yes, this is one of those things. But uh, the actual thing is that right now they are trying to actually implement the AI into into uh, cable management. Oh, good luck with that. What happened is that uh, I'm not going to name names, but uh, one of the vendors uh, has implemented the LEDs inside the, uh, and I mean inside the connectors on the switches so that you can actually light up the switches in the RGB. And now you can uh, light up the ports and uh, CV lens and everything else. And they are promising that you're going to be able to use AI to understand what is the data flow of your uh, packets to the network. I like the idea per se, 
and but the, the 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 using that with AI is just stupid. Uh, I I understand that people who like networks like shiny lights. This we is do. this is what yeah. this is one of those things. Yeah. But then again, there is also that image of a chicken being uh, uh, lighted up by LED lights uh, dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that we need to draw a line somewhere between those two things. <laughs> In between those two things. <laughs> yes. So I don't want my data center to look like a Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. Yeah, I agree. I have regular fights about this specific topic with some of my clients. And I think that uh, what is missing is that right now they're trying to do uh, things that probably should be done. On the other hand, uh, the things that they can do and the things that they're doing uh, are lagging behind it. This is uh, uh, the AR. Mm -hmm. So... So they are doing AR. The AR being uh, a reality that is augmented by information. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to uh, when, when it comes to networking in the last couple of uh, couple of months or or, a, or a year, there is a solution that basically enables enables you to use the computer vision, mm-hmm. combine it with um, actually your vision using some kind of VR glasses, and to actually note different ports on your uh, on your uh, um, uh, on the switches on your racks so that you can actually uh, understand what is happening where and this is not meant to be uh, done in real world this should be an ar thing it should be an overlay over the normal networking thing so ai yes but ai is a flashy neon sign that is going to just uh, make stupid people happy no, 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 and no. Imagine walking into a data center for a cloud provider with all those flashy, flashy lights with thousands and thousands and thousands of VLANs and whatnot in different colors. It's going to be just, it's useless. Over, overlays, let's say overlay in terms of per port VLAN numbers or something like that would be difficult to implement, yet definitely doable. But the other thing is that once we need to take, and this is going to happen, we are going to be taking into consideration how much power is the LED presentation of the switch is going to t- take up in the data center. And then this is, this is probably the line that we need to, need to make. Line in the sand. Yes. Okay. I have a couple of other things that I wanted to chat with you about. And you mentioned the Mexican soap of uh, OpenAI. I want to just reflect on one thing related to the Mexican soap of, uh, of OpenAI, and it's not related to any people. It's actually uh, uh, a topic of them changing their uh, guidelines slash terms of use multiple times yes. over, over the past year. I haven't had the chance to review the latest ones. I saw some comments about what's happening there. And the structure of the OpenAI as a company versus ChatGPT, which is some other company, one of them being profitable, the other one not, blah, 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 all that BS that we don't want to talk about, makes this very weird. Uh, I have a lot of reservations, just like a lot of people, about what they're doing, and that has nothing to do with people running it or the boards or particular persons or whatever. Because this, uh, for this specific technology, AI in general, it is definitely obvious that we don't have a consensus in terms of how it should work and what it should do. Uh, that's easily um, rectifiable by using some kind of a legal framework, which still hasn't been perfected. It's still being worked on all over the world. Uh, I am the last one who wants to implement too many, you know, different types of uh, rules on, uh, in that regard. But still, something needs to happen. Um, at the end of the day, uh, information that ChatGPT provides and other tools, again, stressing this out because it's important, is not necessarily correct. Which means that there needs to be some kind of framework that is going to 
be a part of that. I mean, there are so many different uh, structural and social things that are happening all over the world in next year. Uh, you know, various elections and whatnot, and uh, abuse of AI-based tools is definitely going to be a topic of that. Uh, I wanted to touch on that because the uh, you say that it is going to be a topic. It, it already is. Yeah. Uh, my favorite uh, ex, formerly known as Twitter, uh, is right now not only a basic burning wreckage of what it was, but also a demo of what is going to happen when AI completely takes over the social networking media. Okay. Because what is happening right now is that um, since the uh, entry price or uh, the uh, amount of money that you need to pay in order to get into uh, using AI on Twitter mm -hmm. is relatively uh, relatively uh, cheap. You need to pay for a verified account, then you can use the Grok, the the, the AI that is uh, that was created by uh, Elon Musk. Uh, which is nonsensical, small, just an experiment, basically. And But what is happening is right now is that um, everybody and their mother are creating a software uh, that is trying to uh, create clicks or create uh, interaction mm -hmm. by uh, following all the big uh, content producers mm -hmm. and then creating their own content based on AI, and then creating another uh, set of posts. This has come to a point where whenever something is even remotely successful, suddenly you cannot read a single response from a single person because everything is AI-generated. Mm -hmm. You are going to see, for example, I don't know, it happened on this day, you are going to see, I don't know, there was a, there was a, uh, a couple of days ago, there was an image of the... Uh, since this is the 55th year uh, since the launch of Apollo 8, there was the Earth uh, Earthrise image uh, posted because it was uh, 55 years since it was uh, taken. Uh, it had something like 250 responses, and out of those, maybe 30 or so were people. Mm -hmm. Almost all of the rest was uh, bots. the bots mm -hmm. doing some sort of either try to explain what is happening or... Uh, doing some nonsensical posting uh, on their own, remotely connected to uh, space or Apollo program or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this has created, uh, this has completely wasted the uh, framework of the social media that uh, Twitter was. Hmm. Twitter is right now completely unusable. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with this. Because this is, this is like uh, you being an addict on a social media network, and then this social media network Collapses slow, slowly collapsing, so that you don't have the withdrawal symptoms. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's it's good. Thank you for describing it in that way. I'm I'm guessing that you're going through some of that. Uh, yes, and now I'm even I'm I'm. Uh, there are days where I'm not even missing them, uh, miss, missing any of the, any of this. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah, TikTok needs to be next. I don't do TikTok. <laughs> Me neither. I, no, no, no. I, I have a problem. Uh, it seems that I'm too old. Um, uh, I haven't been on Facebook for the last three years. Uh, Twitter has gone to hell and it's not going to the back. Uh, Instagram and TikTok is something that I don't understand. So right now, I don't know. I'm going to be working on my OnlyFans uh, <laughs> account because this is the only thing that has been left. Uh, Instagram has a couple of things that are cool, but mostly, yeah. Okay, uh, so basically the things that have been happening in terms of their uh, guidelines for the use cases and whatnot and the pricing and stuff that has changed and overall what's happening with cloud, a lot of people are moving out of cloud because of the prices and whatnot, uh, actually kind of increased, I won't say fear uh, of using AI-based tools. I would say at least uh, the level of caution has risen a little bit. Uh, when compared to the initial onslaught of everybody wanting to do, yes, ChatGPT, ChatGPT, all about ChatGPT, ChatGPT is going to solve all of my problems. Uh, and the question that still remains, and we're going to talk about that uh, uh, a little bit later as well, is where does that lead? 
what is going to happen if we can uh, let's say have a short chat about that and how that might change some future compute use cases because there are more than a few different um, ways in which AI can significantly influence the way in which we operate IT in general. Uh, I'm going to go first with uh, the harder part. Okay. Because what I want to what I want to notice is that uh, uh, so far we have been exposed to uh, AI solutions that are more or less uh, software based. Okay. So. Uh, the initial run of the uh, ChatGPT was more or less ex- entirely by Microsoft, and it took something like half a billion dollars to uh, create the uh, initial language model and to create something that is, that is working. Okay. I think that right now Total is running something like 1.2 billion dollars for the ChatGPT, and this is obviously uh, something that cannot be uh, sustained, or it has to be sustained by some other uh, source of income. Okay. Microsoft is trying to create sources of income. Mm-hmm. But we are now talking about only uh, software-based things. Uh, in the meantime, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, both uh, ARM, Intel, AMD, and all the other guys notice that they need to do something. NVIDIA is talking about creating uh, AI-dedicated uh, chiplets or whatever, uh, however they're called, calling them. IBM created some kind of an analog brain-emulating AI chip a couple of months ago, if I remember as well. Yes. Uh, Intel has uh, announced that uh, puzzle uh, out of different things created in different factories or different yeah. technologies because they are unable to create the 3 nanometer. Until, uh, until next year. Yes, but what they're going to do is that they're going to buy the uh, TMSC uh, and then they're going to try to create what essentially is going to be uh, Frankenstein uh, Frankenstein CPU that is going to be running different size. uh, Because we, when we are talking about IT, Mm -hmm. we are usually dealing and talking with we are usually dealing with talking about um, uh, different uh, dice and different uh, style uh, architectures and now we are going to be basically uh, running completely different processors inside the single processor yeah that's and this is going to be one of those things we talked about this in many episodes actually that the industry is going in that direction and there are a couple of other very very interesting things happening in the, in terms of the hardware market especially on the cpu like on, on the compute side cpu plus memory because and on the on the other side on the other side uh, what I wanted to mention was the the thing that you uh, like the most is that uh, people are talking about Windows twelve. Okay. <coughs> they are calling it. Uh, they are calling it uh, Microsoft's uh, apology to people <laughs> because apparently people need to be apologized to uh, because of Windows eleven. I agree. They should. And I'm not so sure about it. Um, I have mixed feelings about Windows 11 since I've been using them for the last couple of years. I don't think they are that bad. They are not Vista bad. They are, they are not Windows 8 bad. Two things. You already mentioned two keywords which piss me off to no end. Okay. First yes. one was the... Com- uh, let's go in the opposite direction. First one was the, uh, the comparison with a couple of the worst operating systems that Microsoft ever had. Luckily, you didn't mention the worst one. Yes, You're but, saving but it, that for it, Windows 12, I'm guessing. No, 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 no. But what, what I want to say is that uh, Microsoft has its own leeway. So they have, they have uh, created a safe space for them because we know what, <laughs> what they are capable of. How, how uh, big of a screw-up are they capable of? Please stop. So, they are they are just they are just right now uh, bouncing in the middle and trying to create this as uh, less painful as possible. But what Windows Twelve is supposed to be uh, supposed to be, from the perspective of Microsoft, it should be a completely AI oriented. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if it, if they called it just a Windows Copilot. Yeah, 
I can't wait. Or desktop copilot uh, or something like this. Can because this is this this is going to be the thing that they are going to do. Can I have a small request for that? Yes. Please, Microsoft, make search work the way it should. Uh, they they uh, pulled a, a feature. Did you notice the uh, the uh, 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 there was an announcement about of uh, pulling a feature out of uh, File Explorer? Mm. Uh, they eliminated the uh, search feature that was searching the OneDrive uh, every time you try to search for anything in the File Explorer. And by doing this, they created uh, the searches right now uh, something like 15 times more faster than it was. <laughs> My Office 365 search on in Outlook in Android still doesn't work. Uh, I have come to a point where if I want to find something in uh, Outlook, I'm using any other, uh, any other uh, mail program or mail client. Because trying to use Outlook to search for anything is pointless. basically pointless. I, yes. I mean, if I try to search, so I have my phone is here. If I go to Outlook and I try to search for, just as an example, your emails. Okay. The first email that it mentions is September 1, September the 1st. And you and I exchanged dozens of emails since then but if i if i actually go in the direction of scrolling a little bit lower then all of the sudden uh, the the dates that are lower are actually after the ones that are on the top which is i'm guessing a feature but if i go even lower then all of the sudden i'll i'm already in 2019 it's a, it's an ai thing because it, it didn't notice anything important in those emails, so it completely ignores them. Yes, you are a bug, not a feature, from the perspective uh, from of the, Outlook. But the, from the perspective of Outlook, uh, everything is a bug. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to going into intubation of uh, intubation of uh, Outlook because I don't think that Outlook is a is a bad thing. Uh, what I do think is that we have a big problem with AI, because Microsoft. Is right now trying to convince us that we are going to solve the uh, auto problem with AI, the Windows problem with AI, the Office. PowerPoint problem with AI, yeah. Office problem with AI. Uh, I haven't seen... Uh, what I'm waiting for is, first, I want a rebranding. Office Copilot is something that needs to happen. <laughs> or Office AI 365. Uh, we need a new rebranding. Because we did the rebranding when Microsoft decided to do this. Uh, also, we need an AI PC. Uh, mm. I see this happen. I actually have a, a topic related to that. Hybrid cloud laptops that are based on AI. Or as we used to call them, terminals. Uh, this is possible. <laughs> you can do it right now. No, no, actually, I have an extension. VDI terminals. You can do it right now. You know that you, you, you can. Yeah. You know you can have mixed environments on your laptop uh, running applications on the cloud and uh, applications in it. So when we create Windows 12, and they're going to be called either either Windows uh, Copilot or Windows AI, uh, because this would be this would be amazing a branding a rebranding uh, thing. Uh, they have been using the numbers for far too long, so the change is uh, due. The, ch the change is due. So either either um, uh, Windows Experience or Windows XP. Please no experience. <coughs> so what I wanted to say is that uh, I see a future for Microsoft with a combined hybrid solution that is going to be AI in the cloud. Uh, combined with uh, locally uh, driven applications but knowing Microsoft and knowing what they did with all the different things that they tried to do uh, and let's just for example mention channels in Internet Explorer 4 that were meant to integrate HTML to your desktop because this was if you remember back then this was the big thing that they were pushing for so they said that every desktop needs to have HTML uh, web page in the background. So I'm expecting something like, something like this. You have gone insane. No, I'm just too old. 
And I remember what Microsoft did to every to all the different uh, technologies. What were because when they're there, uh, it seems that when they say that uh, nothing is off the table, nothing is off the table. Mm-hmm. Microsoft creates creates a solutions like one of those. Uh, let's have a brainstorm. Everybody can say anything they want. I have an idea. This is a safe I have an idea. Give me a second. <coughs> Okay. I have an Go. idea. They Go. need to bring back Microsoft Plus. Uh, yes. Yes, the same as Google Plus. Microsoft Plus packages for, for those of our readers slash listeners slash viewers who haven't had a chance to enjoy that pile of something. It used to be an additional package on top of the operating system, which brought some extra additional utilities. Some of them are really good and useful. Some of them are just completely useless. But that being said, at least you knew that there is an operating system and there are some extra additional things. But I think that Microsoft has proven uh, over the last, whatever, 20 years or so, that they are completely incapable of understanding that uh, people want an operating system and then they want additional utilities. Microsoft always bundles everything uh, together because they want integration. And by integration, it means that uh, a couple of warring parties inside Microsoft are trying to create a meeting where they're trying to establish the, how this thing is going to work. Then they decide nothing and then do, do nothing. So they when they end up with Windows 11. But, but anyways, back to the AI thing. Uh, what do I think what is, is going to happen next? Uh, I do hope that we are going to achieve some, uh, some um, uh, maturity when it comes to some of the AI's uh, tools. I have two ideas. Yes? The first one that needs to happen, and I think it needs to happen very quickly, is let's call it explainable AI. I found that term somewhere on the net, which pretty well explains what I want to say, which is AI system, when you provide it with information and when it outputs information to you as a result of your query, uh, it needs to give you a clear explanation for the, the decision slash the, the stuff that it wrote out, which would kind of probably help a little bit with transparency and trust. That's the first thing. Uh, and then the second thing, you mentioned an example before we started recording, and I want you to talk about that one, but I'm not going to start the discussion. You will. Uh, some kind of AI-based mechanisms and, uh, or natural language processing-based mechanisms, whatever, like they've uh, uh, pr- produced with uh, Visual Studio Copilot or whatever it's called, for coding. Because generally speaking, what ChatGPT as such does for coding is nowhere near good enough. I'm going to I'm going to mention uh, a program that a colleague of ours, you know him, uh, Senko and his team uh, created. I'm going to put the, the link in the ch- description box. Yes, we're going to put uh, put a link uh, link over there uh, called ChatPilot, uh, and the idea of uh, what he did is basically the idea that you are pushing for and this is that you describe an application and then the uh, pilot and this is the reason why it's called pilot and not not a co-pilot so it does everything it tries to create an application it asks you questions when it needs to decide on something and then creates whole a whole code it debugs the application then runs it and the idea is for the um, uh, for the ChatGPT. To help in the uh, to help in the development process, but the system itself is able to fix itself when it needs to, and it's able to talk to ChatGPT and talk to you, and try to understand what you're trying to uh, accomplish, and how to accomplish it using ChatGPT. So I think this is one of those things that are, uh, if not uh, simply um, going in the right direction, but are almost there. And this is just a simple thing that needs to be done. This is a uh, you, you can get you can get it. It's a free it's a free uh, plugin. Uh, but the thing that is right now the problem is that what needs to be done and what needs to be sold 
is that ChatGPT is too expensive for most of the people. Mm-hmm. I, I am not mo- paying for the license. You are and a couple of other colleagues are. I just don't want to use a tool which is uh, semi-useful. I understand your use case. You want to have a little bit of fun as well. And our other yes. colleague from the office also has the uh, the license, but he uses it to, let's say, describe something and get some ideas, which is okay. I do that as well. But other than that... I use it. I use it uh, more or less when I need to uh, get uh, boring things done. So, for example, if somebody asks me uh, explain, I don't know, a certain term from IT, I'm going to ask it to create a small, a small uh, piece of text for me because I'm going to stand behind this this piece of text. I don't want to write it down, but for example, if I want to explain what DNS is in I don't know 100 words. It is going to do much better work than me because it's going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through the text that generated. I'm going to make sure that everything is okay. Everything is, uh, has been done, but it's going to save me enormous, enormous amount of uh, time. This is one thing. And the other thing is that ChatGPT, if prompted correctly, is an amazing tool for learning because what you can do is you can uh, ask it to quiz you on things. Mm-hmm. So for example, you can ask it, uh, ask me 100 questions about DNS. Mm-hmm. And then it is going to create 100 questions about DNS. And when you go t- through questions one by one, some of them are going to make no sense. Mm-hmm. But I would say that m- more than 95% of them are going to make sense and are going to help you understand what are your problems in your in the knowledge of uh, DNS. Mm-hmm. So in this specific, uh, specific uh, scenario, ChatGPT is amazing. But you cannot create... Uh, and this is the thing that people don't understand. You cannot create everything out of nothing. You cannot just say it, say to it, "I need an amazing application," mm-hmm. or "I need a social network." Mm-hmm. You need to be pretty specific in what you are asking for, and then you need to be extremely specific in uh, how you then talk to the uh, engine itself to be able to solve some of the problems. Okay. Uh, before we close the session, I have something to tell you before you do the closing. And I'm okay. deliberately doing this because I'm going to say something that you are not going to like. Thank you for calling ChatGPT it. Uh, I. Uh, we had that discussion. That, yes, I think that uh, we need to define the pronouns for the ChatGPT. We don't. I think the ChatGPT is them, they, it. I think it's and, just it. But uh, my problem with calling it it is that I remember the I still remember the uh, movie with the balloon. So I have a I have a small problem with uh, ChatGPT because it's not that bad. It is not good, but it's not that bad. So when somebody 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 uh, said you're talking to it, I always remember the clown and the balloon. And uh, no problem there. Uh, I, I have a smallish problem there. So it's just, it's just maybe me. But you are, anyways, you are just Didi, deeply disturbed. Yes, but uh, what, you need, what you need to understand is that I'm triggered. And then the other thing... Easily is that, triggered. Uh, easily triggered, yes. And the other thing is that how do you call it when you are interacting with, the, uh, with an application? Application is always it. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Uh, for me, for example, a Photoshop uh, is a he. Premiere is a, is a she. <laughs> you urgently need to find somebody for psychological assistance, man. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is deeply disturbing for me to listen to this crap. Yes, oh, so, man. Okay. So, Da Vinci Resolve. Yeah, it. He. Nope. It's Da Vinci. Camera. Him. Uh, oh, camera. <laughs> ca- ca- camera, she. No, it. So, why why is, is the ship uh, an it? Sorry, why is... A ship. 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 It is. A boat. Yeah, it no, is. No, it isn't. It is. The, bo- the boats are a she. Nope. In English. Uh, I understand okay. what you want to say, but we are not in US Navy and we are not christening boats with champagne. Okay, so anyways... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, if the only problem is the pronouns that we have with the AI, uh, and I'm glad that you 
created this problem. I did not. Because I haven't seen it yet on the internet. And this uh, tells something. Nope, I have uh, not. You have. Uh, I think that we need to we need to solve this thing because I have the ChatGPT open. Uh, Ask it. Just Ask check. it what, yes. what which pronouns it wants to use. I'm going to do the same uh, in another window and double check if you're messing with everybody. Okay. Okay, so it says that as AI developed, uh, AI developed open AI, I don't have personal pronouns mm -hmm. because I don't have a personal identity mm -hmm. or gender. You can refer me to me as it or simply the ChatGPT. Thank you. If you have any questions or need assistance, feel free to ask. If you it agrees with me. If you had to have please don't start with the dead grandma. Pronouns. <laughs> Let me just rephrase the question. Ah, okay. So, if he had to use the pronouns, there would be neutral, like it, it's. Because uh, since I'm an artificial intelligence without personal identity or gender, it is important to remember that I'm just a program created to assist in information and tasks. So I don't have personal characteristics or preferences. Thank you. Close the, uh, close the episode, please. <laughs> We've gone too far. <laughs> So, uh, we've gone too far, uh, as uh, no, 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 but Craig I think Ferguson that Robot pushed, would say, but I think that we solved one, one of the IT problems, uh, that are bad. We people. solved an IT problem by calling it it. No, we defined the pronouns, uh, by uh, actually being nice and asking the asking ChatGPT to uh, <laughs> tell what is I cannot even are. begin to count what's wrong with that sentence, I don't have that many fingers. But okay. Anyways, anyway. uh, on 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 that establishing pronouns, uh, thank you, thank you for this small chat uh, <laughs> late in the evening. Uh, we'll see you next time, probably from the studio, mm -hmm. uh, because we are right now in on a on a sort of of um, hiatus, and this means that we are going to be doing an episode tomorrow, uh, and this is going to be a fun one. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Thank you for being with us. Yeah. No, not only you, everybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so thank you for being with us. Uh, he, he, he was Vedran. He was Yasmin, uh, still is. And it. he is... Uh, he, and he, 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 he was trying to be woke today. <laughs> nope. I, I, I don't know why. No. Uh, anyway. Anyways, uh, see, see you. Bye. Bye.